0: My introduction to Kurosawa's films were very powerful because it happened in film school, and I knew very little about Japanese history at that point. And when I would get thrown into something like Seven Samurai or Jimbo or Ikuru or any of the movies, it was like I had no idea what was going on. I mean, I could follow the human story, but the culture was completely complex and oblique. And I liked that. I liked that feeling of being thrown into an environment You know, trying to get my bearings and still be able to tell a story in that environment that made sense. that You weren't so confused that you just couldn't follow it. And in terms of fantasy films and everything, I can't stand it when you sit around and try to explain how a teleporter works or why. You know, it's just not what the movie needs to be about. Long ago, a great warrior came to this village and entrusted our ancestors with this... Its power and responsibility now lie with you. I accept this responsibility. points this is jason and this is gabe and this week we are talking about star wars visions did we even wake up this morning <laughs> are, are we still having star wars visions and we're just really laying in bed asleep waiting for the next day okay we're recording this on wednesday the day that visions came out i was up at five started it right away at five maybe five, ten. i made coffee Started it, dived right into the duel. It's the way to start your day. <laughs> I slept in a little bit. I got up at, at six, so. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> it's training for this new Wednesday Star Wars lifestyle that we're now going to be living in for, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> okay, so we've had a full day of visions all day long, thinking about it, watching it. Gabe, how are you feeling? I am in Star Wars heaven today. And it's one of those things where I've never been a big anime person. Like, I think I've seen a couple... I saw Akira when it came out, and I've seen, like, a couple other things, and I don't not like it, but I never really got super into it. But this combination of all of these studios and Star Wars stuff is just, like, the stuff of dreams come to life. And it's like we've been... Talking about for forever, it's like, when are we going to get, like, Star Wars Tales, the TV show? This is the closest I ever imagined we would even get to something like a Star Wars Tales show. So, I've only been able to watch each episode once. but Actually, I watched Toby twice, for good measure. But I can't wait to go back and watch these again, because it was kind of overwhelming trying to absorb it all this morning. But it was like... Um, I went back and watched all the making of behind the scenes stuff they have on Disney Plus and like just seeing clips from the episodes again was just enough to get me all pumped up, like just remembering bits and pieces and just I can't wait to dig back into them. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I, I loved it. Like I've been thinking about it all day. I love what it is. I love what they are. There's there's some I love more than other others. There's not there's not a stinker in the bunch. There there are some that stood out for me more, and I, I've loved reading all day. Which ones people are reacting to more? And it's all over the place. And so I love what they are, and we're going to get into each and every one of them. But I also really love like what it represents. That it, yeah it is like the. The Dark Horse comics, Star Wars tales, the show, and after a while, like I'm with you too, we're the same thing. Like I remember once when we lived together, we were like, "Do we like anime?" And we (laughs) we rented like some ones that were like kind of sci-fi because yeah, we'd both seen Akira and that was good. And it's like, well, what else is there? And we rented some, and I remember we got like halfway through one, and I was like, "I don't think we're into anime. I just don't. I don't know." But after a while watching this today, I almost wasn't even thinking about that I was watching anime. I was just involved in everything that was going on and the the raw, wild creativity that was Star Wars Visions, that is Star Wars Visions. And, and that's what I mean kind of like by what it represents. It's just... The elements of Star Wars, like a lot of the core ingredients of Star Wars, just all through these different sets of eyes, these different creative minds, and different creative minds than we usually see in Star Wars anything on screen. And and there was just something about that that was just so awesome and so great. Well, and I think it's extra special too because it's seen through the eyes of. A different culture in a different language, and when you see something that's not in your native language, you're more you interpret it differently and you don't have some of the hangups I think that English speaking audiences might have with the Star Wars movies with you know oh the dialogue's wooden or you know those kind of things like it is almost like it's a it's a foreign film in a way, and they're responding to the core feelings and emotion of the movies more so than the dialogue in a way. And I think there's something about that that makes it translate so well because it is like, I don't know, they're all very loosely Star Wars in a way, but in some ways even more (laughs) Star Wars than some stuff that's like blatantly Star Wars. And I love too that it is putting, like you said, some of the core ingredients of Star Wars, like the, and especially the Japanese influence that is so important to the DNA of Star Wars, the, the the Kurosawa influence, especially in the duel right away, the first short. And I remember when I started watching like some Kurosawa movies, and I remember like the first time like seeing like a screen wipe in a Kurosawa movie and being like, oh, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it snowballs from there. And like, you're like, oh, wow, George Lucas really does like these movies. <laughs> it's like the circle going back around of being influenced by something that was influenced by something that was influenced by the person that's influenced by the influence. <laughs> and it just, it's perfect. It really is. And like, putting that Kurosawa influence so back into the front of these stories and the creators of these shorts really embracing that too so many of them it gives it such cool little subtle star wars things where so many of the stories don't quite end or they almost end like they're leading to something else or they're dropped in in a story like already in progress which was cool like when i was watching it for the first time where i was just like Oh, it's going to end there? Like the twins, it seems like they're just setting something up. But then it's like, no, wait, you remind yourself the original Star Wars. If we talk about it all the time, if 1977 Star Wars came out and it was too weird for any audience, which could have easily happened, it still would have stood alone as this little movie without a beginning or an end, really. Well, A New Hope does kind of have a nice ending, but you'd always kind of wonder what happened next. And a lot of these stories are kind of like that. You're dropped in into a story, and then it just kind of ends. Yeah, and it's it's also, it's like, I'm enjoying all the new Star Wars stuff we've gotten. We've gotten movies, we've gotten shows, and it's been wonderful. But it's really fun to see these things that really have no interest in tying into anything or setting up anything or having anything to do with anything i mean only one of the nine has any actual location or characters from one of the films and that's the one that's the even the the most ridiculous potentially as far as storyline and everything so it kind of makes it work even better but it's just so cool to get to see that cuz that's kind of i think when disney bought star wars and it kind of came back from the dead was kind of deep down what i was hoping to get The chance to see at some point something that was just completely independent from everything else and and finally getting to see that. And not that I would want to trade everything else we got and only have stuff like this, but now having this other flavor of Star Wars stuff to watch that is just so well done and just so exciting because it is like watching these. I had no idea what anything was going to be. No, I I was thinking the same thing, too, this morning where I was like, this is the promise of the sale to Disney of, wow, now things can get really crazy. And we can do some really interesting things with Star Wars and we can go in some bizarre directions. And I don't know how long in the podcast we've been talking about, like, what if there was an animated thing that was like Star Wars Tales where they could do whatever they wanted and stuff. And literally here it is. (laughs) No, st- it still doesn't quite feel like it's real. That's where it's like I feel like maybe I didn't really wake up, and I'm I'm just dreaming about how how awesome visions is going to be. Yeah, and I love that it's not connected to anything at all. I wouldn't. I love that. Like there are, t- and I caught. I don't know if you, this happened to you this morning, but I caught myself trying to like make sense of it. Just naturally, where the people are saying like the Republic. And the Empire, and I'm like, wait, the Republic. And they have like the new Republic? And I was just like, wait, stop thinking these thoughts. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this isn't connected to anything. This, it's, it's Star Wars. Just anything goes. Just throw it all in. If it's Star yeah. Wars and it's cool, it's in there. And it doesn't matter. And that there's something so refreshing and awesome about that. That like this is no rules Star Wars. I mean, it really is. it, it is almost, I feel like, the most no rules Star Wars we've ever had, because it was kind of from the beginning. The whole point was like, the only way this is going to work is if it's no rules. And I I almost feel like maybe with COVID and everything, maybe that worked in its favor too, where it was like, even if they wanted to kind of impose rules, it was like they couldn't even fly over there to talk to people. (laughs) So it was kind of like, it just had to be whatever they kind of wanted to come up with. And it's, yeah, it's just, I can't say enough nice stuff about it. It's just I I haven't been this excited I think since well, since boba fever like 2 weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> but no, no, it's even maybe even more than that cuz this is yeah, it's like I don't know, it's a whole new chapter and I I'm so excited that it seems like everybody is really enjoying these, which bodes well for more experiments like this coming in the future. Though I want to hear from kids That watch this though, because I've just heard from like Star Wars people on the internet and stuff, and people that I know. But I I think it'd be really interesting to hear from kids watching this for the first time and what their impression of this is. Kids that for them everything is no rules Star Wars. They're you know (laughs) that that play with the toys or something, and and everything's wacky. Yeah, I'll let you know too, because I was surprised that my son who never feels like watching anything and still hasn't watched season two of Mandalorian. Watched the first two episodes today when he got home from school because he's kind of been getting into anime and, and manga and all that kind of stuff. So maybe Disney's kind of smart too of knowing what the kids are into <laughs> and trying to entice them into Star Wars in other ways. But we all win in that case. What did he think? Was he into it? I think. He said it was cool. So... he's <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> which is a high praise coming from him Ordinarily, he wouldn't say anything so but it's a good sign original <laughs> <laughs> This will be a day long remembered. Star That last No. There is another. Star Wars of Sambutabu. Boss will be with you. Always. Alright, folks, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go episode by episode the vision story by story. They're all awesome, but how do things rate on the awesome level? It's like spinning the big wheel on Prices Right. You're always going to win something, but maybe sometimes you just win a little bit more. And that takes you to the the grand prize level. I think I'm permanently in the grand prize level right now. Oh, yeah. It was like, it's like Christmas morning where you're just happy to open presents. And when they're all this good, yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite when... They're kind of all your favorites, but your least favorite favorite (laughs) is still a favorite. So, All right, so let's spin the wheel. First one, Gabe, The Duel. What are your thoughts on The Duel? They, I think, paced out what episode came when very well, because this, I think, was the perfect one to start with. Because it's like simultaneously kind of exactly what you would have expected when you heard anime Star Wars with the going back to the Kurosawa influence kind of thing but then just how super stylized it is is so cool the black and white with just the color for the sci-fi things the fact that it's old-timey but still has so many Star Wars creatures and and things in it I don't know it's so good this is one of my this is one of my favorites yeah I I agree, and yeah, it is the perfect one to start it off because it's an attention grabber right away. As soon as you see that absolutely gorgeous animation, it's just like, oh, oh, so this is how we're doing this. <laughs> this is this is how we're going, and the Ronin character with the droid with the hat and the little Celestian little dude helping him out, just the big tank rolling into the town and the Sith lady coming out with the umbrella lightsaber, just so simple, so incredible, so awesome. Just, just a real tour de force of what the limits are of awesomeness of what you're about to see here in Star Wars visions. It's cool to see too, when you think like how much this is, even more than star wars a blatant kind of kurosawa riff with the the you know the the rough looking stormtroopers w- with bits and pieces of armor and stuff and just how not out of place any of this seems cuz you think about like post jedi empire in in the mandalorian shows you would think that this is you know too far removed from what you would think of as star wars but it's actually completely Perfect, like it doesn't feel out of place or or even an exaggeration of Star Wars, and the crazy thing with this one is this one is actually uh c g animated you know I was wondering about that that's that's pretty awesome because that's something I guess we talked about briefly, but didn't really highlight the fact that not only did we get nine episodes of visions, we got nine mini making of documentaries for each episode as well which is like a double star wars day because you can watch visions and you can watch how they made visions and i think that makes it feel even more like a official star wars release yeah it's like a little disney gallery for visions just hidden away on the extras on disney plus and the whole part with the log going over the side of the waterfall and the sith lady using the log to part the water To get to the statue of George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Just so much in this episode. I like that a lot of these kind of have a little bit of a twist. And it's not a, like, huge obnoxious twist. It's just a little bit to kind of make it exciting. Like, kind of the reveal at the end that he's not a Jedi. He's another Sith. And he's just collecting their crystals. Like, that was just a really cool little touch at the end. Yeah, and the little flash of color with the crystals and everything—just uh, yeah, so super duper cool. It made me want to read that Ronan book really bad. That came out. I'm like, man, what am I doing? I was going online looking for like Ronan T-shirts and everything. <laughs> just I was, like, I was like, I I got slow down. So this is only the first one. You better just chill out. You got eight more of these to go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, You're a Jedi It's been a long time Since I killed a Jedi Your lightsaber blade is red Coward Unfortunately I am not a Jedi Alright so that leads us to Tatooine Rhapsody i i Gabe, i got nervous for you i was scared <laughs> i thought this one would be later in the season i thought they'd want to warm us up a little bit but i guess the duel was so intense it, it got you uh it got you warmed up real quick and coming out of all the black and white contrasty goodness we got this intense flash of color and little squished cartoony looking Jedis and clone troopers and battle droids and a little prequel teaser. And when he looks at his lightsaber and decides that he can sing, (laughs) bless you for making this. If you get the chance to watch this one in Japanese. That is my only complaint with this whole thing is Disney plus is kind of horrible to watch these in Japanese because Disney plus doesn't have a version with the subtitles like baked in where they look pretty. You have to turn closed captioning on. And then there's like droid beeping. And there's like all the little closed caption things telling you what's going on. Cause I really want to go watch these in, in Japanese, but I might have to just do it without subtitles. Well, if there's anyone you could watch without the subtitles, it would be <laughs> Tattooing Rhapsody because the songs in Japanese are really extra special. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to love in this. Uh, right away, the little jamming out uh, Hammerhead guy in the club. Just the fact that it is a rock band in Star Wars. With a with droid, with a rock and roll hut. And Demiol Morrison showing up as this super cute, big head Boba Fett was really messing with my brain. Especially because <laughs> we got Boba Fett fever. I want you for Jabba. Uh, <laughs> what is going on here? This is, this is freaking me out. Well, And what's awesome, too, is if you are watching it in Japanese, the voice of Boba is the Japanese voice of Boba and Django from all the movies. So even in Japanese, it's like the same, like, here's super cute Boba with the real serious Boba voice that you're used to. So they were doing uh, all the languages to the max with this. That actor doing Japanese Django and Boba voice, I want to join his fan club, too. I want to support... Every voice of Django Boba throughout the world But yeah, the fact that There's really no Extra story tacked on Like The story is, they found each other And they want to rock And they're going to do whatever it takes To play rock music And if they have to go against Intergalactic crime lord Jabba the Hutt To do it, when you gotta rock You gotta rock Their ship is super cool Slave 1 is in it, super cool We're back at the most Espa pod race arena, Jabba's tail is bopping to the music, super cute Bib Fortuna. There's so much to love. Oh, when they're walking out, they're coming out of the Pod Racer hangar from Phantom Menace. It's like the fact too that during the concert everyone is watching the concert on their little Phantom Menace tattooing iPads. was it's, oh. it's just yeah, this one this one I was like, okay, maybe I'm not ready for this the cantina band watching it sweating and the fact that they show obi-wan kenobi's hut just so you know is that the impression that obi-wan in his hut let's say he's in there could hear the band playing he's like oh what's that oh i like that one (laughs) the only time the ringo star obi-wan voice makes sense is for this episode yeah yeah, Visions could have stopped after this one and it would have been like double platinum, all time greatest hits, Star Wars thing. And this is only the second episode. If someone would have just played us Star Weaver back in the dark times, I don't care any of the dark times, back in the M&M, Star Wars, Angry Birds era, and said, don't worry, <laughs> this is coming eventually. Yeah. And it's not a joke, it's not a parody. It's for real. It's completely serious. And that just takes it to the next level. Okay, the twins. Moving on to the twins. Gate. Okay. This was just like hit after hit after hit. This is definitely another one of my... Top, whatever my top is. <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where I, I make my top list, and it's all nine of them. But everything about twins is amazing. The starting with it, like the sh- the ships in silhouette, getting the uh, the Rogue One treatment of the them coming out of the shadows, the colors, and just how over the top, outrageous, stylized this one is. It's like if A New Hope was made out of candy, <laughs> which you couldn't eat the candy; you had to like grind it up and snort it or something. I don't know. How did you like this one? I yeah, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. I wrote down in my notes. I just had style, 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 and color, because C- this one is just it's it's cool. It's really cool looking. I like the whole like story, what they're going on with like the duality, the the red and the blue, the light and the dark, the both being born kind of out of like the Sith thing. And one goes to the light and the X-Wing stuff in it was super cool. The lightsaber stuff was absolutely bonkers, which I really appreciated. I don't know, it just yeah, it, when you open up right away with a double star destroyer, you know you're in for a good time. <laughs> it was basically exactly what you would think Star Wars would be with uh, with a boy and girl twins and one of them has R2D2 and the other has C3PO, but like they twisted everything just enough to be its own thing. And maybe I'm just imagining it wrong, but I feel like the brother didn't actually go to the light side. He just wanted to save his sister. Yeah. I, and see, I was thinking that too, but he, I don't know, maybe I just want to believe that he was going to the light side. <laughs> cause it's almost like he's still Sith, but he only cares. Let's like Anakin doing anything to save Padme. He'll do anything to save his sister, but he doesn't, cause he even says he doesn't want to give the crystal to the Republic or to anyone else. He just doesn't want his sister to get hurt. Is that, like, bit of, like, selflessness and compassion, than him moving towards the light? Or is it him being possessive and not willing to let things go? Well, see? These are the debates. These, this is the way it goes. It's got style. It's got substance. It has people breathing in space, and they don't care, is what it has. Which automatically takes it to the next level. Do you want to know what your weakness is? It's that you're too afraid, brother, of death! Now I shall send you back to the galaxy of stars. Okay, next, The Village Bride. So this one was very different than the previous three, and this is where it kind of, I guess we get a breather and it kind of slows down a little bit. And this one was kind of like a slow burn kind of thing. I enjoyed this one because it was different than the other ones, but I don't know that it's one of my favorites because it's kind of serious. But I think the thing with these, I feel like I'm going to go back and watch different ones just because it's almost like, like if you get an album that has a bunch of different kind of songs and like someday you want, I'm going to listen to just mellow songs today, or I'm going to listen to angry songs today. Like, you know, if I have 15 minutes that I just want to watch some Star Wars, I can see myself going back to this one and just kind of chilling out. Because it's just really, really pretty. You have visions in that way, it's like the the Beatles' White Album. It's, it's all over the place. <laughs> and after, if you yeah. listen to it all the way straight through, you might want to take a nap afterwards. But maybe sometimes you just say, like, hey, I just want to listen to Blackbird and Mother Nature's Son. Because that's the mood I'm into right now. And there it is. And I think, like exactly what you were saying, like hit me with the Village Bride when I watched Visions the whole way through. In the morning, I think coming right after the Twins, the pace of the Village Bride was like, whoa, what's this? But when I watched it for the second time, and I watched it in Japanese with the the English subtitles. And I liked it a whole lot more. And watching it kind of out of the competition with the pace of all the other ones really helped it for me. And I, but I think it's going to be one that people are still going to be talking about years from now. Like, I think we will see cosplay of the Village Bride at every celebration for the rest of time. And I think there will be Village Bride fans and people talking about Village Bride possibly more than other shorts in visions, I, I just see the village bride sticking around for a really long time because it, it is so unique and it is so gentle and like what it's talking about with harmony with nature and relating that back to the Jedi and love I don't know the second time I watched it I was really grooving with all that stuff And I was like, yeah, there's something really special and really different going on in this one. Well, this one seems to really kind of lean into the whole Jedi as like pacifist kind of thing, too, of just wanting to not fight and trying to stay away from violence as as much as possible. And that, you know, the first three are just kind of like action, action, action. And this one is like. Everyone's trying really hard to avoid conflict until it's absolutely impossible, which is a very Jedi thing. But it's not the type of Jedi story we usually get because it's not as exciting as action, action, action. So in that respect, yeah, it's really cool that they, they went that way and kind of, I mean, that's kind of the point almost of this whole thing. And and then they just throw in battle droids just to, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just to sweeten the pot a little bit. It's like. I would have I would have ate that waffle with just syrup on it, but if you're going to put whipped cream on it, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just battle droids; it's wacky Matt Wood voice battle droids too. <laughs> yeah. Which the wacky Matt Wood battle droid voice in Japanese is extra special too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and stiletto heels and everything, and just yeah, just the village bride. It's it's a way homer. You're not going to get it till the way home. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's here to stay. What? Are you some kind of a monster? I am a Jedi. Okay, up next, the ninth Jedi. This one well, is the longest one, which uh, they go into it a little bit in the making of. They actually pitched two different stories And initially they they were everyone was pitching like 15 minutes or less. And it sounds like Lucasfilm was really happy with what they were doing. So they gave them the option to do a longer story that combined the two different stories. So the the Jedis without masters looking for sabers was one story. And the story about the blacksmith was a separate story. This is another one that kind of is cool because it takes its time a little bit. But it has some really cool action scenes and just it's another thing that we can only get in this type of story where they don't care about anything else Star Wars with the idea of the sabers being almost clear until you kind of find your your force and that it, it turns red if you're evil and another color if you're good and like having that whole reveal at the end was cool. And they talk about how... They intentionally. I almost want to say they may have originally designed all the Sith as the Jedi characters, and then at some point they switched them because they wanted that surprise of the people you thought were Jedi are actually the Sith, and the Darth, the obviously Darth Vader guy coming out of a robot is actually the good guy. I don't know. This one was really cool, and the the speeder chase in the middle was was way cooler than I would have expected a two D animated action scene to be. I don't. This one might be my favorite right now. Who knows? Ask me again in a month and it might change. I don't this is the one that spoke to me the most. This is the one when it ended, I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. The the reveal of ho oh, oh, ho, we're all actually Sith surprised me. I love the giant robot coming out looking like bits of K2SO. I love the whole story with the the girl and the blacksmith and shooting harpoon things into space and pulling down kyber crystals just bonkers and and i love the whole kind of duel just on like this asteroid station in space and the that it's like a small it's a small big star wars story and it's just just really self-contained and what's going on and the Jedi are long gone, and we're going to bring back the Jedi. And there's people that don't want them to bring back the Jedi. It was just like, this is great. This is wonderful. I love everything about this. And I was just like, this, 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 this circle it, highlight it, put a spotlight on it. Yeah, for me, the ninth Jedi was like, this, this is, this is the tops right now. And we can't forget to mention it has a droid that sips hot tea and just doesn't want to go to work. Yeah. I love the design of that droid too. It's so cool. It's like he has a he has a mouth just so he can drink hot tea. It's the only thing his mouth is designed for. But it made me feel like this it, like this was a new Star Wars movie. I felt like I was watching like Rogue One again or something, where it's just like, wow, this feels. Totally fresh. Well, and I wonder, too, if some of it is just, you know, it's only five more minutes, but because it's a little bit longer, it kind of was able to be paced a little more like maybe if you were watching a movie instead of something that's kind of, it was able to build a little bit more than, uh, even though we just talked about how much the previous one kind of built built up over time. But I don't know not there, Yeah, there's definitely something special about this one. It feels It feels big and epic in a way that maybe some of the other ones don't. And the music really, I think, oh, helped geez. with that, too, where the score for this episode was just, like, probably the most Williams-esque. And I was I was listening to something. I don't know if they talk about it in the behind-the-scenes thing, but the person that did do the score, whose name I should have, but I don't, like, openly said, yeah, I was reaching for, like, a very John Williams kind of thing with this. I think this was one of the ones that they had a real orchestra as well. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't mention that with the other ones, too. Like, really, all of these, the music was great. And the ones with the more kind of orchestral scores, all of them did such a good job of writing original music that sounds very similar to something Star Wars you know, but different enough to be its own thing, but similar enough to really put you in the moment of feeling like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm hearing Star Wars going along with the Star Wars that I'm seeing. And as lifelong prequel maniacs, there was lots of riffs on Duel of the Fates and prequel stuff. Like, you didn't hear, like, the asteroid chase for no reason whatsoever, or... Like, it was a lot of prequel stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of prequel love in these. We are accolades of the Sith and sworn to the dark side, and we are here to put an end to your pitiful plans of restoring the Jedi Order. So I don't know if you're ready. I don't know if I'm ready. If you're not sitting down, make sure you're sitting down because the next one up is Toby. Number six, T O B one. You you get to go first this time cuz this is the this is the one text I got from you this morning. <laughs> you, you better you better watch out for part 6. Well, I think it was the ninth jedi inspired me to text you where I was just like, "Whoa." And then immediately after that, yeah, I got to uh TOB1 and I was just like, "Whoa. Um absolutely beautiful. Gore this I I was holding back saying that the ninth jedi was my favorite. Because it's really close followed behind by this one. I, I don't even know where to begin with what's... it's The little electronic boop beep score. The part, you know the part in T0B1 or TOB1 whatever it is, Toby, that really gets me when Toby is walking with his little line of droid buddies behind him. And they're going off to do their day's work. And there's that music playing. Yeah, this it's like unapologetically, this is super cute and super fun. And yeah, this one I was when I saw the trailer, I was worried that this one would be like too something and I wouldn't like it. Which now I don't know why I thought that, because <laughs> this one is just a treat from start to finish. The story with, you know, this little droid, and he just wants adventure, and and when he dreams of being a Jedi, he's a real boy, and, you know, the first time watching it, you think it's just this kindly old scientist, and it took me a while to realize he didn't have any arms, and then later you realize he was a Jedi, and he probably lost his arms because they got cut off (laughs) when he was a Jedi. So there's, like, this little dark undertone to a lot of this, but, yeah, this is just... Cotton candy Star Wars, which we don't get enough of. I love where it's going too, with the whole thing of creating life through these droids, and that these droids do have a life. Why couldn't he be a Jedi? You know, it, if is a droid a living thing? Right. It's it's on one part, it's the it's this goofy cute, cutesy thing, and then on the other, it's this deep. Like, yeah, if droids have consciousness, then can they feel the Force, and can they be Jedis, and why not? What makes living things living different than droids? (laughs) And I I love that this episode, yeah, is just saying, yeah, you can be a Jedi. And, like, what this Inquisitor character kind of comes down, and Toby goes into the Force and believes in himself and defeats the Inquisitor, and then he's going to go on... Carrying on his, his creator's mission of creating life and spreading joy. And I think any time that anyone ever talks about Dare to be Cute in Star Wars, T-Zero B-1 has got to be placed right next to baby Ewoks. Toby's joining the, the cute club, and he deserves it. The fact that they're on a tiny little planet, too, like and you can see the curves of the planet yeah it's like the little prince or something it's just insane and yeah it's short it's sweet it's deep it's i don't i hope i hope where wherever he is that george lucas watched this one (laughs) it's like george lucas if you're gonna watch any of them just watch (laughs) t0b1 a tear going down his cheek skin's trapped in the beard just what i always dreamed. He's going to call Kathy on the phone. Your dinner. Would you say T- T0B1 is your favorite? I don't know. I don't think i've picked a favorite. I think i have like there's like four, or five that are my favorites right now, but i don't know that i can pick a favorite cuz it's it's the whole kind of thing where it's like I, I don't think i could tell you my favorite song because it depends on what mood i'm in. My name is Toby Okay, let's move on to the elder. What was your impression of the elder?: I was really into this one. This one was giving me Phantom Venice Vibes at the beginning, which is interesting because when you hear the director talk about it, he was trying to reference the original trilogy. I think he was more thinking Obi-Wan Luke, but it's interesting how much you can read it as Qui-Gon Obi-Wan as well. But this was the first time I even paid attention to the American voice acting because it's been, it was so good in all the other ones. I didn't even notice it and it was so good in this one, but the main Jedi, I kept thinking it was Harrison Ford. And I was like, there's no way that that's Harrison Ford. And then finally I realized, oh, it's David Harbour being Harrison Ford. <laughs> and that was the only time, other than like Tamora Morrison, who's obviously Tamora Morrison, I really picked out who the voice actors were. Yeah, this I, I really liked this one. This was kind of in that takes its time thing, but I liked that it was just obviously – More like normal Star Wars, where it's Jedi Padawan business, going around doing their things and and talking in spaceships and teaching each other things. Like, it was almost the most familiar as far as just being a normal Star Wars thing in a way. But the crazy old Sith guy just being a crazy old man was just really cool. And his face kind of looks like a monster mask, which was really cool. I don't know. Yeah, I really like this one. This is another one that grew on me more the the second time I watched it. Where, yeah, I picked up on a lot of the same things you were just saying, that it is just more kind of classic in a way. It's more traditional Star Wars. And I I think especially coming after the warm hug, (laughs) the outrageous overload that is Toby coming into the elder was again kind of like going into the village bride kind of like, Oh, okay. I gotta, gotta concentrate. This is coming up real quick. And, and it was again, kind of in the end when the, when the master character is kind of talking about, yeah, eventually I'll get old and you'll get stronger. I'll get weaker. That's just the way it goes. What did he say? He says like with, with, with training and kindness, like, don't forget that. As as you get older, and it was just like, oh yeah, like you said, it, it's more traditional Star Wars where it's like a little Jedi bite-sized little nugget of knowledge there, where you're just like, oh wow, yeah, that's that's awesome. And yeah, this that whole little episode is about teachers and students and passing on what you've learned and moving forward and getting older and just all all that Star Wars goodness. <laughs> And it's, and it's only like what, like three characters Yeah, and yeah, this is like one of those ones That's, you know, if you're just watching it It seems like, oh, there's You know, there's some really cool action But then, yeah, you pay attention to the story And you're like, man, this one's like Kind of kind of deep and serious And it works really well Hmm, I guess you are not him after all <laughs> I sense someone strong in the force But it's not you, it must be the other No matter. Hunting the Vamgar, it was not a challenge. But if I kill you, your master will surely show himself. I won't be as easily defeated as a Vamgar. I certainly hope not. (laughs) All right, let's move on to Lop and Ocho. This is another one where when I watched it at first, I was kind of like, it was another shift in, in tone and pace right away. And I was like, wait. This is one that I think needs to be watched twice, in my opinion. I got really into this one. And this was another one where when I saw that there was the bunny character going to be in the season, I was like, okay, that's cool. They're doing, you know, cute, cute bunny character. But I didn't think that that would be an episode that I would be particularly into. But first off, this one I think is the most just beautifully made, like, all the painted backgrounds and the colors and the way they mix very 2d stuff with doing the like fake 3d parallax of things moving around with the big shots of the ships and stuff. But then the story with the, the kind of, you know, adopted family thing and the two sisters not getting along and the one, you know, going to the empire. I don't know. Yeah. I really, really, this one really grew on me this felt like if this was a theatrical release like it would be a big deal to see something this beautifully animated at at the theater kind of a thing like this feels like where they're like we spent 6 years making this movie and it's the most beautiful animation ever made kind of a thing everything you said i i agreed with on my second viewing first viewing i don't know what for whatever reason i checked out during it but second viewing i was just like i'm an idiot this is great Wow, who knew I would get emotionally invested in this bunny character? And now I want to see this bunny in live action. I think they sucked me in in the middle too, when the when the when the older sister goes bad and she has the full on Krennic get up. Imperial officers in white is just—I don't know—I can't not want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that and that's a thing too. Throughout all the visions that I was really enjoying. Where it is they had the freedom to just do whatever they wanted in Star Wars. And they were at the Star Wars buffet and just being like, I like a little bit of Rogue One. I like a little bit of original trilogy. I like that stuff from the prequels. I like this stuff from the sequels. Even some Mandalorian stuff. Put some of that in there. And that was just really cool to see that it was just Star Wars greatest hits all playing at once. And one of the greatest hits is, yeah. An orsynchronic cape. Well, in in the uh, making of stuff too, they even talk about when they after they came up with the rabbit character, they were like, you know, that's okay because we had Jackson, and that's <laughs> completely. And the the are uh, the creators are talking about how well you know the Jackson eight rabbits are two meters tall, and we wanted a shorter a shorter version, so they're like a shorter variation of that species of rat pe- or of of bunny people. There you go. All right. So- yeah. It's all the ingredients are there It is a total Star Wars stew oh, A little bit of sprinkling A little bit of Jackson just to, just to Kick it up a notch Well and then in, you know you got your cute little droid That's only job is to show your The heartbreaking family photo over and over again Just to, just to suck you in even more Ocho You and I are sisters Why don't we go home With the three of us together We can rebuild this family What is family I'll bring you back? My real sister. I won't give up. All right, let's move on to our final Star Wars Visions short. Akakiri. Gabe, what are your thoughts on Akakiri? This is another one that's just beautiful. And even if the story was horrible, you could just watch it because it's so pretty. This was another one where I felt like this is the kind of story that would be hard to get in a movie or something that's tied into other Star Wars, that we get to see this Jedi kind of go bad and it doesn't have a happy ending. And... I love the way they did it, too, where you're like, you don't really know what's going on until the end when it all becomes clear what's going on. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And again, I like the way this rift on prequel stuff. And you really can't go wrong with a third of your episode being people riding ostriches, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is really one of the most Star Wars things you can do, but not something we ever see in the live action movies. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. And it looked gorgeous. The whole ending with him going off with the with the Sith person—what does he say? Like, I did what I had to do, and he's kind of like, and now I gotta, I gotta go off with this Sith person. It's what I agreed to do, and it's kind of, it's yeah, it's heartbreaking, and like points to Star Wars Visions, yeah, for ending it on such a colossal bummer too. <laughs> Star Wars is tragedy, and yeah, and this ends where it's just like, oh man. Yeah, v- Visions takes you on a roller coaster ride of emotions and tones and yeah, ends on the most somber one of the batch. But I don't know, something about that just kind of puts you in in the mood where you're just like you really think about all of them and then you want to go back and watch them all again cuz you can't stop thinking about them. Well, and that's a, and that's a good point too because it doesn't end with like a silly one where you're just like that was a great fun, good time. It's like it's it's more kind of Star Wars in that way where it ends where you're just like wow i I think I just need to go home and think I just need to think about this. what even happened? I just need to be left alone. Your family comes by. just leave me alone. Daddy can't talk right now. he's thinking he's in his thinking place, but again, I mean Star Wars visions exists. the fact that it all kind of came together in a year well, it sounds like they at least. I think maybe in 2019 we're like reaching out to the studios to see if there was interest because they talk about that a little bit, but I don't know that any of these actually started until actually production until after the fact. And, and, and like they said, you know, jokingly, but the fact that they were able to, to do all this with COVID and and people from the U S not being able to visit Japan and vice versa. And, it just goes to show if you find people who know what they're doing and just let them do what they do, that you can get some pretty amazing stuff. Like, this is almost, like, the most, in a way, some of this is, like, the most highbrow, like, serious Star Wars we've ever gotten, <laughs> I feel like. Like, it's like, you know, I feel like I should be watching this at an art museum, some of these. And I think that's kind of, like, what I feel with, like, The Village Bride and stuff like that. I think there are shorts in visions that people are gonna be talking about and referencing forever that are now just forever part of Star Wars. And the the beauty of them not taking place anywhere in the established story. And I hope we get more things like this. I hope we get more no rules Star Wars. As much as we love <laughs> the book of Boba Fett coming and it's like <laughs> Man, I sure hope Dengar shows up, because he could. Right. And Manaru could be there. And who knows? Who else? Bossk. They could all have a party. Cad Bane. Cad Bane knows Fennec. It could all happen. It's all kind connect- of... You know, as much as we love that stuff, just getting this blast of no rules is was just like, yes. This is great, too. This is all great. This is Star Wars. Star Wars is all great. It's wonderful. It's just amazing to think, and, you know, you can say or feel however you do about Disney owning Star Wars now and whatever you think and say and feel some of it or all of it might be true. It doesn't matter. But the fact that here we are all these years later getting something like this compared to something like detours, which I still really want to watch detours, but the fact that detours exists and something like this exists, is amazing on its own, and if the only good that came out of Disney Star Wars was Visions, I think it would be worth it. And that's not the only good thing that came out of Disney Star Wars, which makes it even better, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, like I said at the beginning, I never in my wildest dreams imagined we would have something like this, and that yeah, the fact that it exists is, is kind of incredible, and that it's this really really good is even more incredible 出てくる あの少年は危険です<音> podcast reviews when you get done listening to this go over there write a little something nice about blast points we love reading them eventually we'll read them on an upcoming episode and it helps the show in mysterious ways helps more people find blast points when they're looking for star wars podcasts and make sure you check out our website blastpointspodcast.com And you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're a member of our super chill group. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we have got the Blast Points Army on Patreon with all of our Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Mandalorian review episodes. And if you're missing Seven Days of Dengar, we got the theme music on there on the Patreon. You can go right over there and you can download the theme music. You can make the Seven Days of Dengar theme song that Gabe you made you can make it your ringtone I think people with fancy doorbells you could make it your doorbell so when somebody comes to your house and delivers a package they can hit the the ringer and it's like seven days of Dengar you know or every week could be seven days of Dengar yeah seven days of Dengar really it's the 12 months of Dengar I mean let's be honest yeah because when seven days are up there's just seven more days coming so it's, it's whenever you want it to be That's some Star Wars Visions thinking right there. (laughs) And over on the Blast Points Army and Patreon, we're going to have more Vision stuff on the way. But that about wraps up number 284 here. Talking about Star Wars Visions. I don't know. Talking about it made me want to watch it again. Dang it. Uh, I think, yeah, that's... As much as it was exciting to just get overwhelmed and watch it all today, there's part of me that wishes these were once a week, so I would have a whole week to just kind of stew on each of these episodes, which I guess I can do that now. Maybe I'll just go watch The Duel tomorrow and just think about it for a week and then not let myself watch Tatooine Rhapsody until the week later. But I won't be able to resist. I'm just going to watch. I'll probably just watch them all. <laughs> when You're going to want to tune in next week because, folks... Next week, it's October, and it's a very golden month. I wonder what that means. So, On that note, folks, we'll talk to you then. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you.